Well, guys, it's my privilege to introduce to you one of the guys that uh, you know that's here to speak and share um, God's word with us this morning is Yago Williams. And uh, Yago leads our prison ministry here, and uh, he's also part of the Conquerors team, uh, ministry team. So would you welcome our brother, Yago Williams, as he comes to share God's word with us this morning? Thank you so much, Pastor Tom. How you guys doing this morning? Hey, we need, can we get some batteries for the mic because I don't think these guys heard me. How we doing this morning, guys? Really hoping I'm in a room full of leaders here. Um, so the basis of our scriptures is going to be found in uh, 1 Samuel 31, and it's, it's on marriage, but from the title of it, it says uh, the death of Saul because that's when the Philistine armies was. So you might think like, usually we go to Corinthians when we want to talk about marriage and all that stuff, right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, <clears throat> I want to I wanna, uh, first thank you guys for all coming uh, this morning. And I really hope that uh, the word this morning uh, helps you hear the voice of God respond to the voice of God, and be able to, to recognize his fingerprints throughout your life. And, and you only get that when you spend time with God. When you spend time with him, spend time in his word, and you get to hear his opinions and his thoughts and his desires for every area of life. Because there's not anything he hasn't forgotten about. Um, first, any, who, who's... Who's a watch guy? Any, we got any watch guys in here? You're, you're a watch guy? Come on up here, man. Come on up here. Because we're watch guys. Uh, the Conquerors, we, we're really into, into watches. And a lot, of, a lot of my friends are into watches. So I was like, you know, our, our, our watch of choice, we, we really like, are the Invictus. Anybody like Invictus? Okay, we got, we got some guys. And then the rest are just sinners. But that's fine. <laughs> Jesus forgives them too. So <clears throat> I want you to take a look at these. Because uh, during the pandemic, uh, there was, there was uh, uh, these really cool giveaways, buy one, get one free kind of deals. And, and we saw it on, uh, on when we were just like, we just started like, the deal was too good to walk away from. Got to have it. Okay. What's your name? My name is Yago. What's your name? It's Peter. 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 Quite biblical. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peter. So what's that? All right. Sounds good. So, so Mike brought in a couple Invictas. I brought in uh, an Invicta or two, kind of became like this kind of a collection. It might have gotten a little out of hand. One of the guys I used to work with, he, he uh, gave me his Invicta to get fixed, but uh, you got to have a contract at, at these jewelry stores in order to, to work with Invicta and fix them. If you have a Rolex, you're not allowed to even touch these. Uh, so this one is... Uh, yeah, but it's bad to the bone, man. Hold, hang on to that. Uh, that that one came from uh, one of uh, our old uh, buddies uh, that we used to work with. I used to work at a nightclub called the Intersection as a bouncer, and uh, this is Sam's. Sam, Sam's is his, his one, and uh, he's got so many that he was just like, man, you know, he's like, Yago, don't worry about it. Don't get it. Don't get it fixed. Just keep it. And I'm like, just keep it. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And so when I get some money, I'm gonna go ahead and get it fixed. But I want you to take a look at the one I got for my son. This one I got for my son. I'm going to give this one to him after the high school retreat. 
You guys can't see it, but it's a stunner. It, it, look, it looks the part, but I got it from Sam's Club. <laughs> got it from Sam's Club. That's bad, huh? Yeah, take a look at this. All right, take a look at this one, man. Now, that one was a kind of a get one, buy one, get one free. So it's a chance if you, depending on uh, if you are a watch guy, you know what you're looking at. What do you think of that? Take a look at it. Beautiful. Stunners. Bad to the bone. I know. And then, and then uh, Mike. Well, this one is, is uh, Mike, his dad's, but this is, this is one of those. And so he, he got that one, too. Yeah, I know. I know, right? I know. But uh, actually, uh, these, are, these are all great watches. But this one is actually worth, worth the most. Uh, is it the 1940s this one was made? And it's still ticking? Mike actually had this uh, taken and appraised and uh, found out that this thing is worth a lot of money. So you would typically you would grab one of these and just walk right over this one, right? So, so the value is, is just amazing. But um, <clears throat> so, so, okay, would you, would you want one of those? Yeah? That's, that's pretty cool. I'd, I'd want one too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Peter, the fake. Oh, so fake, so fake. This is this is it says Inviota on the side, not Invicta. <laughs> right, right, right. And 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 uh, this right here make you think you you got the real deal. And it's a piece of trash. It's not worth anything, and it's gonna—I guarantee—it's gonna fall off the first day that you that you wear it. It's gonna—it's gonna fall off. It's gonna let you down the first day. This this clip is all bad. You see, there's one little thing holding it together, and if you look at uh, Invictus, they're pretty specific with how they mount them. Yeah, yeah, you see it now because now, now you see it. Yeah, right. Well, thank you so much, Peter. I appreciate it. Yep. <sighs> See, see, I wanted to point that out because, because obviously the world has a lot of advice to give. And what it's trying to do is mimic the wisdom of God without the Jesus. You try to, you try to get all of the, the wisdom of the Lord without the Jesus and you come up short. There's a, there's a ton of scriptures that I got for a lot of different situations. But like I said, we're going for our, for our, our, our marriage messages and it's all about War, death, and suicide, and you can't wait to, for Yago to draw that correlation, right? <clears throat> well, what's God's opinion, man? What's God's opinion? What's his opinion on uh, things like friendship? I'm going to run through a lot of these because there's, there's a ton that I want to get to. But what's his opinion, you know, in, uh, in friendships? Proverbs 17, 7, or I'm sorry, 17, 17. A friend loves in all times. Do your friends love in all time? If not, then that's not God's opinion on who you should be friends with. All right, Proverbs, uh, it talks about unreliable friends. If you have an unreliable friend, sooner or later, your life will come to calamity. Do you have unreliable friends that are, that are full of nonsense, full of drama, full of, like, things that do not align with what your idea or God's idea of peace is? Are they unreliable? Because if they are, trust me, their calamity is coming your way too. 
Um, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to take my word for it. This was written over two thousand years ago, and it's still working. So, I know what my life has been. Genesis. I'm sorry. Uh, da 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 Job forty two ten. It talks about Job's awesome friends. Before he, they got there, he prayed for them. Do your friends pray for you? When you tell them that something's going on in your life, what's the first thing to do? Is the first thing to be like, dang, that sucks, or 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 or, or do they do they say, I will pray for you, or do they say, let's pray? My friends say, let's pray. <clears throat> uh, let's see, Romans 12, 10, it says, give each other honor. Now, on the conquerors, we have specific ways of giving each other honor. <laughs> it's my, more like a verbal beating. <laughs> and we, we, we're, we're pretty brutal. I mean, we've, we've been setting up for school assemblies. And in fact, we were setting up for a, a shoot that we did for this uh, video that we did. And uh, the film crew was listening to me and uh, Mike go at each other. And it was like, Dang. I was like, you think it's bad now? You should see what we say to each other overseas. And I've been over, uh, I don't know how many countries with uh, Mike Gruppin and the, and the Conquerors. So, yeah, don't, don't clap for him. He doesn't need it. Don't give that man honor. <laughs> uh, see, I told you we're in a room full of sinners. What do you want? Proverbs 16, 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip will separate close friends. God is like, hey, man, I want you to use your eyes. This is, I'm, I'm, I don't want you to go in blind on any of these things, on your, on your relationships. First, first Corinthians 13, 4 through 5, love is patient. I think we know that one. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all those things. Love doesn't hold any records of wrongs. Um, Ephesians 4, 2, be completely humble. I know we're good at that, right, guys? All of us are good at that. In fact, I'm proud of my humility. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now these three, love, faith, you know, I mean, I mean, God's got, God's, God's got it. You know, marriage, what does he say on that? Genesis 1, 27 through 28, God created man, uh, God created them, male and female. Malachi 2, 14 through 15, uh, because the Lord, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Matthew 19.5, for this reason, you know, for this reason, they're going to they're gonna know that, that you're my disciples if you guys love one another. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of raising kids, you know. Teach them how te act like a man. Teach them how to be a man. Train your kids up in the way they should go, and when they grow old, they will not fall away. So all of these things, you know, God, these are God's, these are God's ideas on all of these things, Every single aspect of your relationship. I remember having a conversation with a, with a uh, friend of mine uh, years ago, and he said he was dating this girl, and it, and it went south. And uh, he was like, you know, asking me for some advice. Don't ask me for any. Because I think uh, quite a few people know <clears throat> uh, my son is 15, so that means about 13 years ago, uh, me and the wife were staring down the barrel of a divorce. I'm packed up, ready to move into my, my uh, friend's basement. Everything is, is going uh, sideways. It's all going awful. I come in here on Easter, meet the pastor, Pastor Dwayne, prays over my life. Everything changes. It's a radical change. I start coming to men's ministry. Now here I am. So, so when, when I talk about, like, like uh, my ideas, I know where my ideas are going to get me. They got me to a, a divorce. They, they got me straight to a divorce. So, so I don't want my ideas. I want God's ideas. So my friend kind of got upset with me because he kept asking me all of these questions. 
you know, how to get this girl back, how to get this girl back, how to win her back, blah, 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 blah. And everything I came from was scripture, man. I'm like, dude, I got nothing else. You, you called the wrong guy. You called the wrong guy. I got nothing else for you because nothing else worked. You call Melissa right now. She was ready to leave. She's done. She, well, she's not ready. She's ready for me to leave. I don't know if you guys ever seen TV shows, but it's real. When the girl is ticked off and she's throwing your clothes out, I thought that only happened in the movies. <laughs> Until I'm working out in my gym and I hear her yelling, da 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 she's so ticked. And I go up there and she's throwing everything out of the closet. I was like, Christmas going to look a little weird this year. I just ironed all that. No, I'm just kidding. I don't iron. <clears throat> but so, so he got upset over all of these questions he was asking me. And he's like, you know what, Yago? I just feel like, you know, if it doesn't have divine intervention, it's not good enough for you. And I said, well, well yeah. Wouldn't you want divine intervention in every part of your life? You know, why would you want anything less than God's favor in every part of your life? And so I, I told him, I was like, you know, that's, that's absolutely right. And then he, he said that I was pretty closed-minded. And I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm closed-minded. I think I'm focused. All right. So here we are. This is, I've been saved a couple years. And I have this habit. And I don't advise this for anybody else. If you don't spend time with God. If you don't spend time with God, you don't spend time in your Bible, I don't recommend you do this. But I have this thing where I put my hand over my Bible and I pray and I open it up and I trust God. So one night, me and my wife are having, um, how should I put this? Intense fellowship is the way Benson puts it, right? Intense fellowship. So I'm ticked and furious with her. And she is so with me. And it's kind of new because we hadn't had this kind of fight since I got saved. Now I'm, in, now I'm saved. I'm doing ministry. I'm ha- my, my marriage is doing this. But you know what? The devil uh, got away from Jesus. But the scripture says after Jesus rebuked the devil, it says that he comes back for a more opportune time. So the devil will be like, hey, you know what? You got things under control right now. I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to be back. I'm going to hang out in the back. Don't worry, Yago. You solid right now. I'm going to come attack you and your marriage in a little bit. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow, but soon. And so anyway, I'm upset with the lady. She's upset with me, and I decide, you know what, bump this. I'll go out to my gym, and I start, I start working out. And I'm like, what's God's heart on this? What's God's heart? I'm like, God, well, what do you got to say about this? What do you got to say about this? And I was sitting there. I'm working out, working out. And then I remember God saying, well, we'll read my word. And I was like, oh, don't feel like doing that. Can you just give me the cliff notes? He said, how are you going to know my heart on this if you don't read my word? And I was like, God, the Bible is in the dining room. I'm going to have to walk past her <laughs> if I go get it. And so I tried to ignore him, and I kept on working out. And then he kept saying it, and he gets louder and louder. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, God's got forever, so <laughs> he's pretty patient. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. So then I walk, I walk through my house, walk past her, give her the silent treatment. I know she's giving me the silent treatment. We're trying to see who could be more silent, I guess. 
And I pick up my Bible, and I know in my head, in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm giving up or something. Like, I can't handle this on my own. And I'm just like, well, I can't because <laughs> look where I'm at. So I put my hand over my Bible, and then I start reading. I'm like, all right, wherever you take me. And it went to the death of Saul. I was like, oh, okay. And it says, like, in 31, it picks up, the Philistine armies attacked Israel, and the men of Israel fled before them. Many were slaughtered on the slopes of Mount, Gil- Mount Gil- Gilboa. The Philistines closed in on Saul and his sons, and they killed the three of his sons, Jonathan, Ananinabab, and Malkishua. The fighting grew very fierce, and Saul, the Philistine, uh, around Saul, and the Philistine archers caught up with him and wounded him severely. Keep on reading, because then it talks about how Saul knew for sure he's going to get killed, and the Philistine armies are coming, and it's over. It's bad. Saul knew that he was going to be taken prisoner, and so he says to his armor bearer, I need you to kill me. He asks his armor bearer to take his sword and run him through, and his armor bearer did not want to do that, so Saul decided to fall on his own sword. You have to read this. He decided to fall on his own sword, commit suicide, and get out of this. And uh, I want to talk about uh, the connotation, the, the historical connotation for, for Saul's fear. Why did he do this? Well, in this Bible, it says that uh, the Philistine armies had a well-earned reputation for torturing their captives, Saul likely knew about Samson's fate. Now, we know about Samson, Samson and Delilah. He met her probably on Tinder, it sounds like, but uh, because he ends up uh, getting his eyes gouged out and uh, being tortured by the Philistine army in their their prison, and it's uh, it's a pretty brutal fate that he had on his way out of here. So it says Samson probably knew about, uh, or I'm sorry, Saul likely knew about Samson's fate, and that's found in Judges, and did not want to risk the physical mutilation or abuse. Now, in my Quest Bible, it talks about uh, what the Philistine armies was known to do to uh, men or rulers of note once they captured them. They would torture them, but they would sexually mutilate them also. Um, so uh, when his armor bearer refused to kill him, he took his own life. Uh, one of the things that they uh, wanted to do after killing uh, people like like uh, King Saul was to drag their bodies through the through the town and then hang their bodies, nailing them onto a wall. It's their way of rejoicing or celebrating the death. And so I read this, and I'm like, "What does this have to do with my marriage?" I'm like, "This is horrible." So I go. And I keep working out, keep working out, and I come back and I reread it, and I reread it, and I reread it. Uh, let me see. Okay, well, once word got out, because I have to find it, and then I'm, I have to find it, and then I'm going to trip up over all of the, the names of the cities and towns, man. They, some tough pronunciations there. So, once they found out that King Saul was dead, guess what Israel did? The inhabitants of all the towns of Israel, they fled. They fled. They lost heart, and they fled. And I was like, golly, so I'm still working out, still working out. And then God made it clear to me. He made it clear to me. 
He said, hey, guess what? Saul was running from an army that was going to sexually mutilate him with swords, abuse his body, drag him through the town, and then hang him on a wall. That's why he was giving up on his fight. Why are you giving up on your fight? I was like, well, there's no Philistine army out in Rockford, so I don't know why I'm considering falling on this sword. I don't know why I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this marriage. I don't know why I'm thinking, man, I really hope that this this ends. And then, then God was like, well, well, guess what else happened? Saul was relying on his armor bearer. His armor bearer was relying on him. He's like, are you relying on Melissa? I was like, she is kind of my armor bearer. She's got my back no matter what. Then why are you talking to her like that? God was like this. Checkmate, Yago. I said, yeah. And then one, what happened once Saul took his life and the armor bearer was, took his life? What happened to the Israelites? They lost heart and they fled. God was like, hey, Yago, what's going to happen to your kingdom? Should you and your armor bearer give up on this fight? What's going to happen to the kids? The kids are going to have to, they're going to be separated, right? The family's going to be broke up. This nation lost it all because they gave up on this fight. And I was just like, okay. Okay, so I'm reading this and I'm like, I get it, God. I get it. So you're telling me that no matter how bad this war gets in my marriage, other people are relying on me to keep fighting, to keep fighting. So I told God, I was like this, guess what? I ain't falling on no sword today. I'm not dying. My, my kids, they're not going to lose heart because their leader went down. My wife is not going to lose heart because her husband went down. That's not, that's not happening. I was, like, I was like, God, I hear you. I hear you. And, and so that, that was just one more nudge. But it came from spending time in Scripture. It came from spending time with God, learning his heart on so many different things. Because when you learn his heart, you get, to, you get to see his fingerprints throughout your life. Just yesterday, just yesterday, and I'm always looking for these God moments. And I, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't jump on every last one of them. A lot of you probably see some of the stuff that we put on Facebook or, or ben, Mike Benson stuff, you know, and, and, and think like, like, man, these guys are, are jumping on every single prayer opportunity. And for the most part, Benson is way ahead. He, he, does, he does every single time. And I'm less so, but, um, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Because it can get awkward. I could get it. it. It gets awkward. But I'm leaving Kent County Jail. I'm leaving Kent County Jail yesterday, and I'm walking out. And I see this guy, and right away, God was like, give him a ride. And I was like, all right, no problem. I said, hey, man, you want a ride? You could tell he just got out like 11 minutes ago. He's on the phone, and he goes, he looks at me, he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, you know, he's on the phone, hey, I got somebody who just offered me a ride. Uh, I guess I'll see you in a little bit. I don't tell him I'm with the church. I don't say I'm a minister. I'm, I'm with ministry, I'm any of that kind of stuff. I found that uh, I, I, I like to keep it a buck. Me and my friend Chuma have this expression. We say either we're going to keep it 100 or we could just talk about the game. And that means, that means pretty much if we're just going to BS each other, we could just talk about the games. Who's going to, who's going to the playoffs? If you're not going to be real, then why waste my time, man? Let's not fake for each other. Who cares, right? 
But I found that being in ministry, you go up to a guy and you say, hey, man, how's you and the wife doing? Oh, man, we blessed and highly favored. And that's horse crap. You blessed and highly favored? Why are you sleeping on the couch? You blessed and highly favored? How come people calling me saying, hey, man, something's going on with your boy? I saw him at the bar, hammered. Yeah, well, he told me he's blessed and highly favored. It's because you got that pastor title. Because beforehand, it'd be like, hey, what's happening with you and your marriage? It's like, dude, I can't stand her, man. She just, she did it again. And he's like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about it, man. Let's pray about it. Help me and my wife, hey, you guys come over for dinner, man. Throw it all on the table. Let's get this handled. Let's see what God's idea is on this. So I'm walking with this guy, and I'm like this, hey, I'm like, I'm like man, how you doing? He's like, oh, man, and every other word was MF this and blah, 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 blah. I feel you, dog. You was just locked up. Okay. And my, my, I don't have religious ears that's afraid of words, I know. And so I didn't even mention, mention the Lord or none of that stuff because I'm listening to his heart. And I'm, like, listening to God's heart. I'm like, oh, this dude's in for it. This is going to be dope. I can't wait. And he tells me, man, about the situation, how it went south and this nap, blah, 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 blah. And then how come there's such conflict in the marriage all together? He's like, because I'm black and she's Mexican. I was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, I got you. Because I'm black, my wife's white. And we both start laughing because I don't know how it is for anybody else. But when you're dating a white girl, as soon as you don't, you don't, the parents can act like they're, they're cool with you. And you think that the parents are cool with you. But as soon as she says I'm pregnant, it's like, ugh. So we're like this. Yeah, she's pregnant. Am I an N-word yet? No, no, no. He's like, he's like, no, nah, they, they love me. And I was like, yeah, mine love me too. And check it out. My father-in-law, he's the best. And he's full throttle Italian. Oh, man, we just started laughing. It was like, no, nah, man, we, 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 really, we really lucked up with some people that are dope, you know, and this and that. So, so I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. And he's talking about how things has been such a challenge in this area, in this area, in this area. And then he talked about how he brought Jesus into the, to the house. And, you know, he's trying to get it this way, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I say, I say yeah, man, I, I did that too. And, you know, he started talking about a lot of different things. And then uh, once we got really close to his house, he kind of got to a point where he was like, yeah, I don't know why I just, like, he's like, my fault, man. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just amped up because of all of this going on, man. I just told you all of this. And I was like, dude, I was like, here's the thing, man. I don't think God will let anybody say something to me like this unless he wants me to pray for them. And just to let you know, yeah, I am with the church and I'm over at Res, bro. And I told him, and I was just like this. And I was like, because I was, and once we got into his driveway, we, I was like, we're going to do it up right here. I was like, I'll pray for you right now because your situation. And I just, I told him, I was like, me and Melissa, man, it was over. Da 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 da. I just went down the line. And I was like, and if any, I'm telling you, I was like, the most terrifying part about needing God's power is it's in those moments where you're most terrified. Because when everything is going good, it's very rare that we say, oh man, God is so good, so, so powerful, so this and that and the other thing. And that's good. That's good. If you can see it and you can walk in it, that's great. But if it's not, then sometimes you could just like forget about how good God is because it's, you're, you're just riding high. You're riding high and you forget about where these blessings all came from. But when you're in that situation where you need that Moses, that Moses miracle, where you got the armies coming and you got thousands of people relying on you, men. They're relying on you to slam that stick into the water. And what are you going to do? Are you going to slam the stick in the water? Or are you going to be like this, hey, hey, guess what, guys? I don't know what's going to happen here. Because they're looking at you. They're looking at you like, hey, guess what? We're about to get killed. We're about to get hurt. We're about to get tortured, put back in slavery and all this other stuff. What are you going to do? Well, I got a stick. Really, Moses? 
I don't know if you're aware of these guys, but they ain't playing. What are you going to do? I got this stick. I got this stick, and I got this God. He's going to come in the middle. So I'm talking to this dude, and I was like, the most terrifying part about that is it's at that moment that you need God's power. You need something else that cannot be explained, something that cannot be explained. You need it. And I was like, that's what I needed. I did all the other stuff. I, I went after the counterfeit, man. When I, was, when I was in my mess, I was like this. All right, so I read self-help books. It's not working. The, uh, I'm not going to name them. I was going to name a couple titles of some books that just had all all of the, they want all of the God's power without the Jesus. And I'm telling you that everything fell short. Everything fell short. And as, as long as I was chasing the counterfeit, everything that I put into my life fell short. So I'm telling this guy, if you want the real deal, if you want the real deal, Jesus has to be in the center, dog. There's no other way. I don't have any other advice for you. And so I put my hand on his shoulder and we started praying. Big dude, a little bit taller than me, works out quite a bit more than me. And when we got done, he had tears streaming down his face, man, streaming down his face. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, hey, man, this is the beginning. This is the beginning, man. And it can be. It can be. You grab this book, it can be. It can be the beginning. And then you run with the Lord. You run with the Lord because there's no expiration date on his power. The blood of Jesus that went on that cross, you don't have to worry about, about those kind of things in your life anymore if you leave them there at the cross. And so I, I go around looking, 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 looking for these kind of moments. And uh, I don't know if everybody knows I'm with the conquerors, of course, and we've been still and all that other stuff. And I'm getting ready to go to, a, uh, to an event, and uh, the, the event got canceled. I found myself at Denny's, and I uh, was just getting some food, and uh, this uh, lady— uh, in the time that it takes for me to give her my card so she can just swipe it, she has, uh, has, has told me in about the span of three minutes about how her kids found her husband dead. And we're just sitting there. She, I mean, I'm literally just checking out, and, and she gets into that. And, and, then, and then while she's telling me the story, she could tell that it, it, it kind of seemed like the story was coming out. Like, she didn't plan on telling this perfect stranger about this, but she did, and she told me that, and then, and then she apologized. She's like, sorry, I don't know why I said all that, and I told her the same thing. I was like, oh, don't, don't worry about it. This happens to me all the time. I was like, I don't believe that God would let somebody tell me something so tragic unless he wanted me to pray with you right now. Is that all right with you? She was like, yeah, and I prayed with her. Now, when I got done, of course, tears streaming down her face. And this girl had tattoos all over the place. And, it, and that's, the, that's the kind of person that somebody would be like, oh, man, she, she, she wasted time. You don't want to pray or, or even offer Jesus to her because more than likely she'll probably just give you the middle finger or just be like, oh, I'm fine. I already tried that. Some that kind of stuff. But why are we worried about that, man? You don't know how many people are walking around here thinking, man, I wish somebody would pray with me, or I wish somebody would teach me how to pray, or how come these Christians seem to love the Lord so much? I don't know how to plug in. I don't know how to do that. And then somebody walks up to them and says, hey, man, do you know what? Do, do you mind if I pray with you? So I get done praying, and again, tears all down her face and this and that. And then she says, she's like, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get myself together. You know, I've been out for about, I forget how she worded it, but being in prison ministry, I, I was able to, surmise that she had uh, done some time and I was like really okay all right well where if you don't mind where'd you where'd you uh where'd you serve or you serve your time and she's like she's like at Kent County Jail and then she looked at me and she goes 
did you ever come into Kent County Jail? Because you look really familiar. I was like, yeah, I run the prison ministry over at Res. And then she remembered everything. And then she just started talking about how good God has been since this. And she, she doesn't hang out with the same friends she does anymore. Why? Because she probably read a few of these scriptures. Said, oh, okay, my friends are unreliable. That's probably how come I keep on getting on, in and on and off of drugs all the time. Oh, it says, hey, uh, Job 42.10, pray for your friends. I guarantee she didn't have friends that prayed for her. I guarantee that any of her friends that may have prayed for her probably prayed the same prayer that I prayed when I overdosed on, uh, what is it, Special K. And that prayer is, God, get me out of this. God, don't take me. Don't let me die in my sin. Or, or, or this prayer, somebody else is ODing at the party. God, you got you to gotta save this guy. Because if he dies right here, we're all in trouble. That's not funny. Because in 2004, a friend of mine was dropped on the ER or the, of med steps after a party. That's not funny at all. So she's talking about how her friends were not good for her, so she has a whole new set of friends, and how her life has been going this way. See, she's starting to chase God's design. She, she's starting to see his, his fingerprints. I was so excited I put that on Facebook, and I was like, but I didn't put her name or any of that stuff. And I woke up the next day and was like, God, that would be so cool if I could do that again. 24 hours later, I'm at Dollar General. Same situation, woman, husband died, and this and that and the other thing. And, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it, just a, it was it was a crazy interaction that her and I had in less than two minutes. And I, was, I told her the same thing. I was like, well, let's just see if we can get another sound out of this tuba. Hey, I don't think that God would let somebody tell me something like that unless he wanted me to pray for you. Is that all right? She was like, oh, absolutely. She steps from behind the counter, and I start praying with her. Start praying. Yeah, there's people there. Yeah, there's people like, oh, here we go. Yeah. What does that have to do with, with what he gets? Recognizing God's fingerprints. You get to see these opportunities if you spend time with him. Hey, God, what do you want this to look like in my life? What do you want this to look like in my life? When I read your scripture, I want to know. I want to know your, your heart on this situation. You know, when you put Jesus at the front of any of these situations, you have God's design and God's will involved in your life. It's an unfailing power, and it's an unfailing power that we all have access to. But you got these doors in your heart and these rooms, certain rooms. It's like, God, okay, you got access to this. I, you know, the kids are getting a little bit sideways. I need you to get them on the same page as me. Are you on the same page as God? Are you on his page? I love it when guys like to tell me, oh, she ain't, uh, she, God said that the wife is supposed to submit and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. He also says that um, you're supposed to love her as he loved the church. So as far as I know, uh, he loved the church, even though he got rejected over and over and over again. Well, let me ask you very, very plainly at 11 o'clock at night, are you trying to get something that you get rejected for? And when you get rejected, do you give her the cold shoulder? Or do you give her grace and mercy? You know, you want to tell me about 
what she's supposed to be doing. Have you read this thing to see what you're supposed to be doing? Because when I read that thing, the Bible says he who reads the word and doesn't do the word is like the man who looks at himself in the mirror and forgets what he saw once he turns away. Um, That's a slap. So when you read this thing, are you doing it? That's the closer and closer you get to God. Because if you don't spend time with him, if you don't get to know his heart on situations, I got a watch I'd like to sell you for. I'll give you a deal. I'll give it to you for $100. You can fall for that counterfeit, and it's only going to cost you some money. You fall for the world's counterfeit, it's going to cost you your marriage. It's going to cost you your relationships with your kids. It could cost you your job. And if you mess around long enough, it's going to cost you your life. But what do you want, you know? What do you want? I don't know. My friend thought I was pretty closed-minded because I wanted God's hand on every single part of my life. But what do you want? I don't know what you want. I don't know what any of you guys want. But I know what I can offer you. I can offer you the same saving grace that was given to me. Freely. Freely. Because when God went up on that cross, he did it for me. I can't speak for none of y'all. Because when this heart stops beating, I'm going to be standing up in front of him. And that's going to be just me and him. You guys, I hope to see you uh, when we get up there. Uh, but but I'm, this is going to be me and him. And he's going to say, hey, hey, Yago, what did you do with my son's sacrifice? Oh, I took it very seriously. All right, well, what did you do with the? the 1,900 pages of how to get through this life. I want to be able to say, man, I spent, I spent time in it. I spent time in it because I want to know your heart. I spent time with you because I want to know your heart. I spent time praying because I wanted to hear your voice. And I spent time sharing because I wanted you to have a relationship with your kids. I know you want a relationship with your kids, but I, I want you to have a relationship with your kids. And it says right here, I can participate in that. So my question, number one, is Jesus the center of everything? Are you falling for the counterfeit? And if you're not falling for the counterfeit, the other thing is, are you at all interested in being able to see God's fingerprints in your life? Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this group of men. I thank you that the scales have fallen off of our eyes, and we ain't falling for no more counterfeits, Lord. Those things are dead. And we thank you, Lord God, that your word is true, that your word is real, and that your power is real. And we thank you that in Jesus' name, your son went up on that cross in our place. And if there's anybody in here today that needs to know that from this day forward, They're made right with God. This is their moment. We just throw it all at the foot of the cross. We throw every sin at the foot of the cross, every bit of anxiety, every bit of depression. We put it all at the foot of the cross because we know that your word says that. I know the plans I have for you. They're to bring you blessing and not cursing. We know what your heart is towards us, Lord. And some of us need to know right now that we're forgiven. 
forgiven, made new. Old things are gone. Behold, the new has arrived. We thank you that in Jesus' name we're forgiven. If anybody needs to start over from this day forward as a brand new creation, forgiven of all sins, then just repeat after me. If this is you, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins. And from this day forward, I will live for you. And I thank you that because of your sacrifice, I have you in my heart. I give it all to you, Lord. And I thank you that I am your son, that you are my king, you are my savior, you are my father, and I'm on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I give, give those guys a hand. I'm always, I'm always looking for leaders. And uh, with the Conquerors, I don't know if you know, but we've been stealing our teeth. We smash bricks with our head and all that other fun stuff that doesn't have anything to do with CTE at all. Um, but one of the big, biggest things we do, we always challenge guys, challenge people. You know, we say these words that we're going to do these things and we love God and da-da-da-da-da and all that. But, but very rarely would anybody stand up for God. Stand up for God, and you want that Moses miracle, the slamming your stick in the water, so you're going to part the Red Seas, but you don't want to slam that stick in the water. So I, I got a question, because uh, we do things as a family here, especially at these tables. If you got these tables, I want everybody to know that whatever table you're at, that, that's your family. These brothers actually care for you, and they want to they war with you for whatever situation you're going through. And if there's anybody that made a decision for the Lord, would you stand up? Because I, I, want, I want these guys at your table to really, really latch on to you and, and pray with you over whatever the situation is. Because we're walking this thing out. It's not, it's not enough to just be like, hey, guess what? All right, I, I accepted the Lord and this and that, da, da, da. That's good. Your soul is saved. Your flesh still wars with a lot of stuff that goes on in this world. And you're going to have issues. The Bible says that the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. So if there's anybody that needs prayer, would you just stand up? So everybody's solid? Well, that's good. So look for them fingerprints and get more guys in here. Thank you so much, guys. Amen.